The radio show guaranteed to change your life in magical ways. Magic and the Law of Attraction with Madame Pamita. Hello, everyone. I'm your host, Madame Pamita, and you're listening once again to Magic and the Law of Attraction, the podcast where you'll learn how to transform your life in magical ways to make it the very best that it can be. Welcome to episode 64 of Magic and the Law of Attraction. Can clothing be magical? When we think of talismans and amulets, we usually think of a special piece of jewelry or a lucky charm that we carry in our pocket. But did you know that your clothing can be magical too? I'm not just talking about that lucky bowling shirt, although that is a thing. I mean the clothing that you wear can be infused with magic to manifest the best things in life and keep you spiritually safe and protected. You want to find out how? Well, join me on a magical sartorial journey that will make you look at your closet in a whole new way. Before we dive into that, I have a little announcement, as I do every, every episode, but this one is a really special one. Each month, I hold a workshop on the first Sunday of the month. The series is called The First Sunday's Witchcraft Workshops, and it takes place on the first Sunday of every month at 5 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Mountain, 7 p.m. Central, and 8 p.m. Eastern. These two-hour Zoom workshops, our live workshops, they offer deep knowledge and a chance to develop your magical skills. Plus, you can ask any questions and connect with me about some amazing topics. We've got some great topics coming up. In July, we'll be focusing on moon magic, working with the moon to transform your spell work. And August, we'll be talking about mastering the pendulum, using it for divination, spirit contact, and more. In September, we'll be doing delving into past lives with Are You an Old Soul? Discovering Your Past Lives. In October, we'll be looking at spiritualism and seances, how to connect and contact the spirit world. November, we'll be talking about ligatura, the art of witches' ladders and not magic. And in December, winter solstice magic, pagan and folk magic traditions from around the world, loads of spells for winter solstice and so much fun. After registering, registering, you'll receive a confirmation email containing information about joining the webinar. So check them out and register by going to witchcraftworkshops.com. All right, let's talk about clothing and magic. Now, you might have heard that witches dance nude under the moonlight, under the full moon, going sky clad, not wearing any clothes. And that may be true, but. Did you know that clothing can be really magical? And as a person who's a magical practitioner, if you're not using your clothing for your magic, you're missing out on an amazing resource that can help infuse your daily, just daily doings with some amazing magical manifesting um, protection and all of these good things. Now, this idea that clothing can be magical actually goes back to really ancient times even before written history. We see all kinds of documentation in 
ancient writings about weaving and spinning being magical. Of course, you know the three fates that in Greek mythology that would we would spin, measure out, and cut the thread of a person's life that they were sort of creating the destiny. That idea is really old and goes back even older than than Greek times, ancient Greek times. We have this idea that spinning and weaving are magical acts. I mean, if you think about it, it makes sense. Magic of destruction and creation. You're destroying the wool fibers and turning them into yarn. You're destroying the plant fibers and turning them into thread. That idea is sort of the essence of magic is that you're transforming one thing into another thing. And so when we think about spinning and weaving, we even have practices today where people do spinning and weaving magic. The the example that I can think of that comes to mind for me is in Slavic magic. There's loads of traditions in Ukrainian magic of songs being sung while spinning and weaving are being done. These songs are not just regular songs like you're singing a song on the radio. These are ancient incantations that are being sung and those incantations are going into the cloth or going into the thread as it's being created. So this is a very simple kind of magic, but a very powerful kind of magic and certainly an ancient kind of magic. Not only is the creation of fabric a magical act, but also embroidery is a magical act. We see this cross-culturally where different symbols and designs are created on clothing to provide protection, abundance, health, love, and attract good things and repel unwanted things. In Ukrainian magic, we have embroidered shirts called vishivanki. Vishivka is embroidery, is that as to embroider is um the embroidery is Vishivka and Vishivanka is the embroidered shirt or the embroidered blouse. And these are, are, you know, created with lots of different designs that are for protection, for health, wealth, and all of those things that we've talked about. In my book, Baba Yaga's Book of Witchcraft, I have a whole chapter about embroidery and how um, these embroidery patterns invoke different things or bring different things and then become like a spell that you're wearing. Now, another way we can think of clothing as being magical, of course, is about having special clothing. Yes, it can be like that lucky bowling shirt that you wear when you go with your bowling league and you always get a good score when you wear it. But it also can be things like ceremonial clothes, clothes that we wear for when we do magic. Um, just like having a uniform that you wear to work. Once you put it on, you know you're going to work. If you wear a suit to work or you wear some work clothing that, you know, like dungarees or what is dungarees, where did that word come from? Um, you wear something that's like there that's, um, you know, helps with your job. Like I wear the same thing every day when I go to work. I'm working, making candles, oils, and all kinds of messy things. So I wear a t-shirt, I have these pants that I wear and clogs because we have a cement floor and that's my work attire. I don't have to think about it in the morning. I put it on and I go to work, right? So we have different things that we wear when we are doing our work, but we can also have different clothing that we wear when we do our magic. So when you're going to do your spell work, for example, you could put on a special piece of clothing that sort of shifts you into that um, space, that spiritual space 
and that mental space of the magic that you're going to do. You could also wear clothing for ceremonies and rituals. You know, you might do rituals and practice with other people and you might wear special clothing. When you go to conferences, when I go to conferences, I bring all these caftans and these special things that I don't normally wear in my day to day. They're too sparkly. They're too big and fancy, but certainly for a a magical convention or a tarot convention, I'll wear these fabulous outfits. And these to me symbolize or sort of shift me and get me in that mood to teach and to do magic and to create, um, Uh, things, spiritual things, and so on. So you can think about your clothing being a magical thing just by it being that special kind of clothing that you wear for that special activity and certainly sacred activities, rituals, creating magic, and so on. Be wonderful for you to have a special clothing item that you wear for those things. Now, if we think about clothing, really, and we start to think about magic, we can start to think about how to create clothing and make it magical and make it special for certain kinds of magic, just by the part of the body that it's touching. For example, um, if you, you know, wanted to have a magical hat, maybe you have a hat that you are going to work with and you want to imbue it with some magic. And I'm going to talk about how to imbue it with a certain intention in a little bit. But if you had a hat, this could be for things like clarity of mind, creativity, coming up with great ideas, could be anything related to the head and the head and the brain and the mind. So you could create a hat, um, work with a hat, for example, to start thinking about something and put that hat on when you need to have that clarity of mind. Or maybe you're working on someone else's hat, as we're going to talk about in a minute, and you might get, you know, work on their hat to get them thinking about you or doing well in school or any number of things, you know, in that, in that vein. Scarves and ties are another good example. Now, scarves and ties usually cover our throat area. So these can be used um, in spells of communication, expressing yourself. Um, maybe you're a public speaker and you might have a special scarf that you wear that helps you, gives you confidence, um, lets you speak clearly, and so on. Gloves would be great, whether they're work gloves or fancy gloves. Gloves are great for any kind of magic that you're going to be doing with your hands. So this could be like you want to imbue your hands with success in the things that you touch or the things that you create with your hands. Jackets and coats. I think of jackets and coats being like protection or protecting against the elements, but your jacket or coat could be a source of that gorgeous magic, you know, of protection. So if you have, maybe you want to do it for yourself or, or a loved one, you can make their coat a magical protection amulet. Shirts are close to the heart. And so they can be used for love spells or for emotional work. Dresses also can be used for that. Um, Pants can be used for, I think of the legs as being part of our action, taking action, moving, and so on. And so pants could be used for motivation or for get up and go or having energy. Um, Socks can be imbued because they touch your feet. They can be imbued with sort of that slight variation on foot track magic, but a positive version of that. So you could put, bless them that you um, that you don't step into any negative magic or that you your feet take you to your treasure, your true love, your great job or whatever that is. 
Shoes can also be used that way. Shoes are often used in foot track magic, which shows up in a lot of different magical systems. It shows up in Slavic magic. It shows up in hoodoo. It shows up in a lot of things. And foot track magic is that the foot and the where you step can be magical. So if you step in something that some, you know, magical spell that someone laid out for you to step in, that you're taking on that magic. It's like contact magic that you're touching. Or you can also bless and cleanse your shoes so that if you have stepped in anything, that it is no longer um, a part of you or attached to you. So that's another way we can think about that. Underwear. Underwear is very intimate. It's something that's right next to the parts of the body that are usually the erogenous zones. So if we think about working with underwear, that can be for uh, passion magic, romance magic, love magic. Um, it can be for sex magic, all of those things. And we think about those as being very powerful for that. Jewelry, although jewelry is its own thing, I also think of jewelry as part of your attire and what you're wearing. And of course, jewelry can be made into a magical talisman. Choose crystals that align with what it is that you're wanting you know, get your magic, get your jewelry blessed with its magic and all of that. And you're ready to go. Now, as I'm talking about all these different pieces of clothing, you're probably going, well, how do I turn a regular jacket into a protection amulet? So there's lots of ways that you can do that. First of all, if the piece of clothing is washable, you can add bath crystals to the wash water. So just like the bath crystals that we sell at the Parlor of Wonders, we have ones for abundance and love and protection and cleansing and clearing and opening roads and success and confidence, all kinds of different spells. You can get a package of the bath crystals and add it to the wash water when you are washing your clothes and it will imbue that. You can add it to the rinse water or you can add it to the wash water and that can imbue your clothing with that, um, that energy, the energy of that um, essence, uh, you know, whatever the bath crystals are for. You could also add a little bit of... Um, Uh, of oils, like a spiritual oil. We sell all kinds of spiritual oils at our shop, you know, protection oil, so on and so forth. You could add those to your um, wash. Just a few drops of those oils can also be uh, imbue your piece of clothing with that energy. If you don't want to, if it's not a washable thing, I mean, maybe you have a hat that's like a felt hat or, you know, you have something that you can't wash or you would prefer not to do the bath crystal method or the oil and the water method, um, then what you could do is work with sachet powders. So sachet powders are like spiritual oils, but they're a dry powder. And so these powders can be sprinkled on clothing and you won't have an oil spot on your clothing. See, I don't recommend putting oil on your clothing directly because it's going to create a spot unless you have a plastic thing that you're wearing. But um, you can put sachet powders on your clothing and you can sprinkle them and shake the clothing. Um, Light colored clothing, of course, works better. If you have a dark piece of clothing, it's going to show up. That white light colored powder is going to show up. But in a light colored piece of clothing, it'll work well. Um, You can also blow sachet powders toward the clothing and it will distribute it a little uh, more delicately so you don't see a big powdery smudge on your clothing. Incense smoke is another way that you can bless your clothing and imbue it with a certain energy. Light some incense, incense that has a certain intention. We have tons of incense um, that has all kinds of different intentions available at Parlor of Wonders. And so you, you know, you can get incense, you know, elsewhere too. You can create your own incense um, by putting herbs on charcoal 
and burn those. So lots of ways that you can create an incense for a certain intention. And you can put your clothing through that incense smoke and imbue it with that energy. Uh, maybe you can't tolerate smoke. Well, if that's the case, then you could make a smokeless incense. And a smokeless incense is uh, essential oils or spiritual oil in a bottle with either alcohol or water, shake it up and then spray it over your clothing and you can have um, that smokeless incense. Speaking of that, you could also use a spiritual perfume. So if you don't know, at Parlor of Wonders, we also create spiritual perfumes that are based on the same recipes as the spiritual oils. Some people prefer that. It's alcohol-based um, rather than oil-based. And because it's alcohol-based, you can spray it just, it is a perfume. And so just like perfume, you can spray it all over yourself, or you could put it on your clothing, could put it around your house. You can do any of those things and have it work really well to imbue with that energy. Not just, you know, doing something to a clothing piece of clothing can make it magical. You can also start by making a piece of magical clothing. So you could weave fabric or sew something and create a talisman. That can be a wonderful way to work. Or you can embroider something on a piece of clothing, or you could pin a talisman to a piece of clothing or sew a talisman on a piece of clothing. It might be a little charm or something like that. And you could sew that on your clothing in a hidden place or a visible place or whatever. But this can be a lovely way to add that energy to, um, bring those good things to you that you are wanting. Lastly, there's a super way that you can trick, easy way that you can trick out your clothing. And that is by just putting something in a pocket, maybe putting it in a secret pocket. You know how Levi's jeans have that little extra tiny pocket. You could put a little petition paper in there or a little charm or a talisman of some kind in there and just leave it there and, you know, not even think about it. You know, especially if it's a metal thing, it'll go through the wash and it'll be fine. Hopefully it won't fall out and wash. If it does, just put it back in again. You can bless a little charm with some oil and put it in that little pocket or put it in your pocket and just leave it there. Wonderful way to work. Or I think of like, you know, the um, big jackets with the zipper. You could get, you know how they have those hooks. When I used to go skiing when I was a kid, you'd get those um, lift passes and you'd put it on your jacket zipper. Well, you could put a little charm on that jacket zipper. Why not? be great. You could even do it on any, any of your zippers, your jeans zipper. If you had a small little charm, you could do that. So all kinds of ways you can work, um, by adding that. Now you can also think about not just imbuing your clothing with magic, but using clothing as a personal concern. So personal concern is something that has the essence or the DNA of, of yourself or someone else. So um, that would mean, for example, like if you had a lover, we often use these kinds of personal concerns for love spells to link some sympathetic magic to that from that person to our spell work, right? So these are things that have uh, someone's DNA on it. So it would be things that they've sweat in or that they've worn, have their body oils on. So it has to be some piece of clothing that's worn. A piece of clothing that's freshly washed is not going to have much DNA on it from the person. So it's not quite as desirable as a personal concern. But if you have a lover and you want them to be closer to you, if, they, if you have maybe a, a pair of underwear that they've worn that hasn't been washed or a shirt or t-shirt that has been worn that hasn't been washed or socks, anything that they've sweat in or has touched their body, the more 
closely and the more intimately, the better. So for example, a jacket is not going to be quite so intimate as a bra or pair of underpants. Those are going to be much more intimate. So think about getting the most intimate thing you can, and then you can use that in your spell work, whether it's a charm bag or whether you make a poppet out of it, any of those things, you can use that clothing for that charm that you're making to get them to love you more or to influence them in some way. Um, if you think about this, even a thread from a piece of clothing from that someone has worn will have, you know, the essence of them on it. So if you can't get a whole piece of clothing, maybe you can get a thread off a jacket or a sweater or something like that, and you can use that in your magic because it's touched that person. It's touch, they've worn it. It's you know, so it's a, a great way if you can't get a whole piece of clothing, clothing, get a little thread off of the clothing, and then you can um, work with that. Um, you can add, I mean, you can do all kinds of things with a little thread too. You can put it in a charm bag. You can add it to a candle spell. Um, I've used threads in um, honey jar spells, for example. I mean, all kinds of things can be done to get that going. And so that's a great way to work. Now we think about using these things for people that we are wanting to influence, but we can also use clothing as a charm to connect to someone who has passed on. So if you have a loved one who has passed on and you have their old hat, or um, maybe you have something that they've worn, or even, you know, just, um, you know, a little piece of something, even a thread for some, from something that they've worn, that can be a wonderful connection to that person and that spirit so that you can keep that connection alive. So I don't, when someone passes on, I don't recommend getting rid of all of their clothes. I recommend keeping one or two pieces if you'd like to keep that connection and you can use it in, in your magic to keep that connection going and keep that connection to them alive. Now, you can also add things to other people's clothing. This is a sneaky kind of magic, or maybe not sneaky. You can do it, let them know about it, or you could also not let them know about it. So it's sneaky if you don't let them know, but if you do let them know, you can also do that. You can add things to clothing to make them more magical as well. Now, I think of these wonderful little sneaky or non-sneaky spells that you can do. For example, if you know like... Um, old-fashioned hats, you know, like the proper hats, not necessarily like a, a woolly cap or something like that. But if somebody has like a straw hat or a wool hat, there's a little sweatband often on the inside that kind of keeps the shape and it's right up against the head. That little sweatband is only sewn on the bottom and you can stick things in the top of it. So you could put like a little petition paper or a little, maybe a little pinch of herbs or some kind of magic knot or something like that in that little sweatband and they may never notice it. They may never know and they're wearing that every day. Think about that for a spell. If you want someone to think about you, put a little petition paper and maybe or a sigil if you want to be super secretive on a tiny piece of paper like the size of a fortune cookie fortune and then stick that in the sweatband they're probably never going to look in that sweatband. And every day they're putting that on their head, which can be a really powerful, magical connection there. You can also, you know, and you could also think if you don't want them to think about you, but maybe you have, you know, you want them to do well on their job or have success in a test or all kinds of things. This can be a great way to work. And you can do this for yourself as well. It doesn't have to be about somebody else. 
you can add, let's say you want to do well on a test, wear a hat when you're studying and put that little charm in there, that little paper charm in the sweatband so that you remember everything and that you do well on the test and so on. Pockets can also be um, a great source of a way we can use, uh, sort of do a little sneaky magic on someone. I often recommend if people want to influence someone, if they get access to their jacket pocket, they could put a little herb or a little flower in that jacket pocket. That won't be something that they'll go like, oh, somebody's doing magic on me. But they'll go like, oh, where'd this leaf come from? But then probably if they're not aware that you're doing magic, they won't know that that leaf is a bay leaf for them to have success or whatever it is. So that can be a great way to work. You can also do this with your kids. If you want them to do well at school, put a bay leaf in their, you know, in their pocket. They're not going to probably check their pockets and you've sent them off um, on their way to school with uh, bay leaf, which is great for success. Shoes are another great way that you can um, do some sneaky magic. Um, if you think about those inner liners of shoes, you can lift them out and you can put petition papers or little magical items, leaves, flowers, herbs, things like that underneath the inner sole of the shoe. You could also put sachet powders in shoes. You can, if the, if an, and here's a little, another sneaky thing you can do. If you have someone that you is one of your loved ones that, um, you want to do some sneaky magic on them and they use powder on their feet, you can add sachet powder to their gold bond powder or whatever powder they're putting on their feet. You can also do this for yourself. I mean, sprinkle some sachet powder in your shoes. It could be abundance or success or confidence or, you know, any of these sachet powders that we sell at the Parlor of Wonders, you can sprinkle that in your shoes. It will protect you. It will bring you to your success. It's an easy way to work, great way to work. And you can do that. If you're, of course, if you're doing it for yourself, you can do that on top of the inner sole. You don't have to go underneath. Another sneaky way you can work is to rip open hems or if it's a loose hem, you can kind of stick things in there or just rip open the hem of a pair of pants or a dress or a shirt or something. And if it's got that wide hem, you can probably sneak a little piece of paper or little herbs in there and then sew it back up again. You can also sew up someone else something that you make with an intention. You can weave something if you're that talented, you could weave something with intention and then sew something out of it or simply sew something out of it with an intention and then give it as a gift to the person. So you could imbue it with your energy, with your thoughts, with your wishes, and then give it to them. And that's a lovely way to work. Lastly, um, you can do some embroidery on clothing and also have that produce a great result. It can be magical symbols, um, and you know, like, you know, like jeans that are embroidered, you can embroider on jeans. I mean, it would be great. Or you could make like a Vishivanka or do some kind of embroidery magic and have that um, be part of your spell work for yourself or for someone else. Now in a minute, I'm going to tell you how color magic and clothing can be a fast little spell that you can do as a daily practice. But before I do that, I'm going to ask you a question. Would you like a live tarot reading with me and help Ukrainian seniors who desperately need food while they're suffering ongoing bombing attacks from Russia? Of course you do. You're compassionate witches. You're compassionate magical practitioners. We're doing a project called Tarot for Kindness. It's a fundraising event that we do on YouTube every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Mountain, 9 p.m. Central, and 10 p.m. Eastern, and 5 a.m. Eastern European time. 
it's really early in the morning. That's why we have to start so kind of late for you East Coasters. But it's so that my friend, Ivan Subotin, who lives in Kiev, he can join me. He gets up at 5 a.m. I start at 7 p.m. here. And we have a wonderful event on Wednesday nights where we do tarot readings and we raise money. Join me and Yvonne as we raise money to buy much-needed food for elders in Ukraine. I offer the live tarot readings during the meeting at $10 per card, and 100% of the proceeds go to feed those seniors in Ukraine. Yvonne's job is he tells us about the seniors that he's helping, and he's the one that buys the groceries and delivers it to them. He has 200 seniors that he is helping, so we need all the help that we can get. You can donate any amount. You could and ask a question and I'll do a reading for you. You know, if you want a one card reading, it's just $10. Two, two card readings, $20. Five card readings, 50. 10 card readings, 100. Whatever you want to donate, um, we'll gladly take it and buy groceries for those seniors with that money and you'll get a reading. So I hope you join me. Go to YouTube. Now, how do you're probably saying, how do I do this? Well, you can go to YouTube, find Madame Pamita. My account is just Madame Pamita, all one word, then subscribe and click on that bell, that little bell icon so that you get notifications. And then join me on Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Mountain, 9 p.m. Central, or 10 p.m. Eastern to do some Tarot for Kindness with me. If you want to know more, you can go to tarotforkindness.com and that will give you all the links, all the details, and all the information that you need. So I hope to see you there. All right, let's talk about color magic and clothing. So I love color magic. You know, we use color magic for candle spells, but we can also use color magic in our clothing if we want to invite a certain energy in. Think about that. If you've got the book of candle magic, you've got a list of colors and how they can be used magically. So as you begin your day, you can do one of two things. Number one, you can choose a piece of clothing like you normally do. Like I'm going to wear this dark blue shirt today and you can just choose it, right? And then reflect on the color that you chose and how that can show up in your magic for that day. Or if you want, you can do the opposite, which is to think about the thing that you want for that day and then choose that color of clothing from your clothing in your closet. Now, if you don't know what, I'm going to go through the colors very briefly, but I've got a complete list of these colors in the Book of Candle Magic. So go check that out there. Um, but Or you can listen to my podcast on the magic of color from way back when. I think it's podcast episode number two or three early on. Um, so you can listen to that there and get an idea of more detail about the colors and how they can be used in magic. But in general, let's talk about it. So first of all, the color red. If you put on the color red, you can use this for love and passion, of course. But you can also use this for motivation, energy, action. This is all wonderful things that that color red brings to our magic. And so think about dressing in red if you're feeling a little depleted and you need a little more energy or you're procrastinating and you need a little more motivation to complete a task. Red is a great color for that. Pink. Pink is for romance, but it can also be for friendship. It can be for family, you know, love. It can be for friendship, love, and it can also be for romantic love. So if you want to get along with others better, you want others to get along with you better, um, you want more harmony in the family or the friendships or at work or anything like that, 
them wear the color pink. It's wonderful for that. Also a great color for healing. If you need some healing magic or some nurturing, pink is a very lovely color for doing that kind of spell work as well. Purple. Purple is for power, empowerment. Purple is the color of kings, was royalty, right? So you think of that big purple robe with the ermine on the on the edges. Purple was a very expensive color back in the day. So this is about power and authority and success and mastery. So wear purple when you want to bring your power up. You want to feel your power. You want to feel like a queen or a king and just really feel you're uh, in control, in charge, and you're empowered. If you need some empowerment, you're feeling like a doormat, wear purple and it'll make you feel empowered. Also, purple is great for connections, spiritual connection as well, psychic connection. So if you're working on psychic work or dream work or anything like that, purple is also a great color for that. Blue. Blue is wonderful for healing work, for reconciliation work, uh, for calming energy, for um, stability, for harmony. When you feel like things are a little uh, you know, chaotic and you just need some peace and quiet, peace and tranquility, that is the color blue. So think about healing. Also, pink is good for healing. Blue is good for healing. Can also be great for bringing them peace, calm, tranquility. Great also for creativity and communication. So if you have to do a speaking engagement, wear the color blue and that will help as well. Green. Green is great for, of course, abundance and prosperity, fertility, growth. You think of beautiful growth that happens in the spring when we see green everywhere. It's such a lovely thing. Green is also great for healing and also great for alleviating depression. Believe it or not, this is a science fact that they've discovered that the color green, when we see lots of green like out in nature, it alleviates depression. And now they're doing green light therapy for people that have depression because of this. So this can be a great way to bring some, you know, really some joy, some happiness, some healing. It's wonderful for that. So, and also growth and abundance and wealth and luxury and all of those things. Now, yellow and gold are great for abundance, luck, success energy, being seen by others, fame spells. Um, What else do we use it for? Um, All those kinds of things, you know, really having success and luck. Also prosperity, also abundance because the color gold represents gold coins. So if it's yellow or gold, it can also represent abundance and prosperity. Orange is for clearing away what is needed to be moved, but not like a cleansing spell, more like a like block busting through blocks and and opening up new opportunities, opening and starting new ventures. Um, orange is just this great energy of success of yellow and the and the action of red together create that wonderful energy of just opening the roads, you know, bringing making things easy to to go and go forward and um, starting new things. If you're starting something new, bringing orange into it is great. Orange can also be a success color as well. Brown. Now, uh, brown is a color that's connected to nature, to animals, but also it's a great grounding color. So if you think about stability, if you need stability in something and you want something to be long lasting, wear the color brown. Maybe you also are wanting to attract some more fidelity or more loyalty, something stable and strong and long lasting. Then you can wear that color brown. Also color brown is great for court case work, success in court cases. So if you have to go to court and you 
you can wear the color brown on some piece of clothing that can also be helpful for having that success in legal matters. Black is great for protection. Think about that like cloak of invisibility that black can provide. And so the color black can be great for protection, being invisible to your enemies. It kind of has like a I think a a very cozy energy, like you're in the womb, you know, it's dark in the womb, but you're really feeling safe. And that's what I think of when I think of the color black. White and silver, white can be for clearing, cleansing. It can be for just being very open. Silver for connecting to the moon. So white is a beautiful color of blessings. It's a beautiful color for clearing and cleansing. If you just need to feel like new fresh start in some way and you don't want to use orange for that new fresh start, you want a new fresh start in another way, you can use the color white for that. Also can represent this kind of spiritual connection or working with the spirits is another way we use white in our magic. So this is just a little rundown on color magic for a complete list of what these colors can be used for. Of course, go to the book of candle magic or listen to that older podcast episode number two. That's about, I think it's number two. That's about, uh, color magic. Alrighty. Well, that about does it for this episode of Magic and the Law of Attraction. If you'd like to get even more info about folk magic, all kinds of folk magic, then check out the learn page over at the Parlor of Wonders where you will find a ton of free resources, including workshops, blog posts, how-to guides, how-to videos, past podcast episodes, and the way to join me live over Zoom for the Magic Q&A Tea Party every Sunday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Mountain, 7 p.m. Central, and 8 p.m. Eastern. Just go to parlorofwonders.com and click on the Learn tab to see all the goodies there. I want to say thank you to all the Spell Squad members out there who have subscribed to and shared this podcast with your friends. Thank you to the amazing people who have left reviews on iTunes and Stitcher. And thank you to Jill Navarre for production and engineering. Thank you to Manfred Hofer for announcing. And thank you to you for joining me, whether you're here with me live or listening on the podcast. I'm looking forward to our next episode when we'll be answering the question, how to use magic to get out of a rut. Until next time, this is Madame Pamita saying, keep making your life the most magical adventure ever. You're at-